on May 22, 2008, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Hagel was interviewed for a pilot TV show for Carlos Watson by Amanda Erickson for Dawn Syndicated Productions. This is Amanda. Hello, Amanda. This is Mark Hankel with the TruthBear.org organization. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And yourself today? Excellent. Super. Can I put you on hold for two seconds? Sure. And I'll call you right back, okay? I mean, I'll just put you on hold for two seconds. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Mr. Hankel? Yes. How are you doing today? Very well. Excellent. So basically, let me just tell you a little bit about what I had been working on. Okay. Um, I'm working with Dawn Syndicated Productions, which works with in, in conjunction with Telepictures. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on a new TV pilot, and but it's not going to be airing. Could you explain that to me? Yes, because not all talk show, it's, it's, it's a daytime talk show format. Mm-hmm. So those usually don't air. They're just used to um, kind of be sold. So uh, Warner Brothers executives will be viewing it, mm-hmm. and then they decide whether or not they want to um, buy the show. Okay. And then they go into production. But we also work with other shows, such as uh, the Tyra Banks show, um, Ellen DeGeneres, other, other daytime talk shows in the city mm-hmm. and in L.A., mm-hmm. that if there was a story that they really loved, mm-hmm. that they would probably bring that on to one of those other uh, shows if the people were willing. Sure. Um, and if the subject came So what is this, a, a pilot for producers, as it were? To, so it actually doesn't air, but producers watch it to determine whether they want to go forward and build their own stories? It, it, well, they, the executives watch it to see if they, they want to in, um, then go ahead and make a full season of the season. show. So this is almost like a practice run for the host. And for everyone else, we kind of have uh, a new host. That okay, so it's basically it's a new host. Then it's a pilot for the new host, and this would be one of the episodes for the new host. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's um. I know it sounds complicated, but mm-hmm. it's basically we're pretending like we're doing a show, like a regular show, any other show that we would do a talk show for. It's just not never going to air on TV. It's just used for the sole purpose of showing to executives. Okay. Who's the host? Um, Carlos Watson. Carlos? Yep, Carlos Watson. He has worked on CNN. He's done a million celebrity interviews. He's really amazing. Mm-hmm. He's done, uh, worked with Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, mm-hmm. Eva Longoria. Right. Just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in light of the recent events in Texas, right. polygamy has really gone back into the forefront of the media. Mm-hmm. And we kind of want, had been wanting to look at it in a different way as far as seeing a, a family and, um, you know, that kind of can just, you know, mis- get rid of all those misconceptions that people right. have out there mm-hmm. about what polygamy is, what sure. a polygamous family right. uh, looks like even, mm-hmm. um, and, and even talk to them about their daily issues. Right. Uh, what they go through, and not just with within their group, mm-hmm. but also uh, facing, you know, society's judgment right. and um, all of that. Sure. So that's what I was looking for your help for because you're on every website I can find. Right. <laughs> um, you've been well, yeah. You talk about having celebrities, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 
are you aware of the impact of Christian polygamy to the modern polygamy rights movement? No, that's a, also what I want to talk to you about because I know there's so many different. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I was looking at like biblical polygamy. Right. I don't know if that's different than the Christian polygamy. Um, well, biblicalpolygamy.com is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. That's just um, that's actually part of uh, the Christian polygamy community and all that. That is a resource purely for. Um, it's like your encyclopedia of arguments in the Bible that shows polygamies in the Bible. But but, that, but that's within the Christian polygamy community. And Christian polygamy is different than obviously the Mormon. Right. Polygamy Absolutely. That we're seeing in Texas. Exactly. That's Mormon polygamy. Okay. Um, and actually, we're working to get uh, media definitions to understand that just as the you wouldn't you need to remember your adjectives. For example, you wouldn't say that a sunny day is the same as a rainy day, and so therefore you wouldn't say all days are the same, uh, because indeed a sunny day is not a rainy day. You need your adjective that defines the difference. Uh, much of the media has reported polygamists as if, it, as if somehow the Mormon polygamists own the definition, and polygamy is millennia old, and Mormonism is not even two centuries old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's the, the reasons and paradigms for, by which people... Uh, embrace polygamy and apply polygamy, and it's different, and each will apply it differently. The Christian polygamy is basically independent in evangelical Christians from Baptists to Pentecostals, any, any of the uh, standard conservative Christian churches that say the Bible is the basis of doctrine. Um, and each of those denominations all preach that you're supposed to believe doctrine based on the Bible, so you're supposed to study the Bible, not what man tells you, but what the Bible tells you. And when the super students, uh, individuals in their own churches, do exactly what they're told to do, study it on your own and believe it for what you read it to do, super students come to the awareness of an amazing paradox, that if polygamy is an adultery, then how is it that the 12 tribes of Israel were born of Israel's four wives? or Abraham had three wives, or David had eight named known wives, or Jesus describes himself proverbially as a polygamist, not literally, but as a, pro- in a proverb, a parable of Matthew 25 coming to marry five wise virgins. You know, all of these things, if polygamy is a sin, how could it be adultery? And it turns out it isn't. It was a man-made doctrine centuries after Christ uh, had come. So the point is that that is about a whole different paradigm of... of conservative Christians believing the Bible, but not from a patriarchal standpoint, but actually looking out into society and seeing that we have a wasteland of abandoned single moms and marriage-phobic males for a society, and that's tragic that people are, that men are afraid of marriage and that we've got women that are raising children with guys that don't even care, players and baby daddies. Um, And so we're talking about men growing up and really caring about women and wanting to have women have options, Uh, not a, not a, not a, not seeing women as baby factories like certain paradigms may perceive or uh, you know none of the religious obligation but rather just as a matter of compassion and the idea that all the good men are taken should no longer apply um, so with that said because of the internet that's how Christian polygamy was possible because ind- individual super students of the Bible in their own churches would be isolated and they'd be basically crushed by their own church if they tried to come out with it. Okay. But by seeing, finding each other on the Internet, and that's how we were able to organize with the truthbear.org organization, 
Uh, and then we created the Love Not Force standard at lovenotforce.com. And that basically is, is that a husband would love his wife, that he, she would embrace polygamy too before he would ever even think of bringing polygamy into the family to begin with. That it's a fully consenting adult relationship. Both hus- right. relationship. Because, exactly. Because, you know, marriage is intimacy on, on emotional, psychological, spiritual uh, level. It, it's I know you, you know me, we know each other. And you could never force, you know, hey, honey, here, look who's coming home to dinner. You know, you could never do that in that kind of, uh, of uh, intimacy. Mar- because marriage is on that kind of a mental in- intimacy, it's, it would be an embracing of it together that you would want to do it to each, for each other, with each other, as, as a family. So that's where the love not force standard of Christian polygamy was about. And because of that, I said all that to say this. Because polygamy has been wrongly defined as if it's under the Mormon paradigm, and because of what we call the house of cards, the an- of anti-polygamy thinking, that most people don't really care what consenting adults choose to do. You can fornicate, you know, a married man could fornicate and commit, you know, have relationships with as many women as he wants to, but the minute he calls them a wife, somehow that's criminal. That makes no sense to anybody. And. So the one constituency, the first floor of the House of Cards of various constituencies that holds up the House of Cards of anti-polygamy is our fellow evangelical conservative Christians. And so we're using the same biblical arguments that they believe in. If you believe in the Bible, you can't believe in one man, one woman, because it's not there. There's too many holy men that had more than one wife. And two, if you say you're a conservative, you believe in limited government and the Tenth Amendment, and if therefore it's not in the Constitution, government should not be involved in marriage. And, so, and because nobody in the Bible was ever married by government anyway, we shouldn't be having marriage controlling government. Uh, excuse me, government controlling marriage. So we're giving them conservative arguments and biblical arguments, and therefore wiping out the first floor of the House of Cards of anti-polygamy, thinking and everybody else could care less. You know, feminists realize that a woman chooses this, then feminists have to embrace consenting adult polygamy for women who choose this as a matter of a woman's choice. And uh, liberals who, who their tolerance dogma, you tolerate, you have to have tolerance for uh, what consenting adults choose to do. Same thing for, con- for tolerating consenting adult, non-abusive, uncoerced polygamy. Cultural conservatives would like to see opportunities for abandoned single moms to get off welfare or have alternatives that they might not have otherwise had or not have to be a hamster in a wheel working just to pay for daycare. So certainly a much better situation for a woman uh, that would rather choose that than, than be a hamster in a wheel. So with all of that, what we're, the bringing in of Christian polygamy revolutionized the opportunity for polygamy rights, and that's why polygamy rights movement has been able to go forward. And we've been, uh, you know, and I've been out giving interviews since the 90s. Uh, you know, we've, we've been growing, and we've been able to do something that never could be done before. Because usually anybody advocating polygamy would be dismissed. Oh, you're Mormon. Automatically, they're not paying attention. Oh, you're Muslim. They're not paying attention. Oh, you're liberal. They're not paying attention. But now suddenly we've got the arguments that answer their issues, and that's why we're able to actually go forward. And we're saying that the polygamy rights solution is a win-win for everybody in America to finally end the marriage debate in that on the conservative side they get a win because they get to believe uh, in conservative values of limited government and homosexuals and liberals get to win because they get the equality for all in that there's no special rights for anyone whether it's homosexual polygamous or those who choose one man one woman no special rights for anybody you know so we we were that's why we were 
uh, made made at the front of the movement, and actually that's how it actually revolutionized the movement. The media, however, has so focused only on criminals, and when criminal issues emerge, such as Tom Green, Mm -hmm. back in the early part of this decade, and we were we were out in the forefront saying, first of all, Mormon polygamy is not defined by Mormonism, and it's not defined by underage, even though that's what this you know criminal is doing. Same thing with Warren Jeff out right. giving interviews again, and now the FLDS. All consenting adults. That's it. Coming together. Exactly. You know that's that's here's the one thing that the media has most of the media has not reported, and that is this line: the National Polygamy Rights Movement for Consenting Adults has always opposed underage marriage and disavowed the FLDS. None of of these isolated sects have ever been part of the polygamy movement. Hold on one moment. I'm sorry. Sure. Mark? Yes. Sorry about that. No problem. So what I thought was interesting and wanting to kind of take a look at Mm -hmm. is the idea of uh, this movement of trying to decriminalize polygamy. polygamy. Mm -hmm. And then also viewing a family... Um, a polygamous family that, you know, just sees their ordinary life. They're just like any other family. Right. You know, um, so it doesn't seem so removed and, you know, strange or, you know what I mean? Right. For, for anyone else. Mm-hmm. It just looks like your everyday family. Right. Now, do you think you you could provide any families or could reach out to any families to speak with me? We do have families. Okay. Um, a lot of our families are currently scared. Okay. And that's why I figured the the good thing about this project, at least, mm-hmm. is that you know it's taped and there's an audience and there's a host, but no one else will see it. Well, there's a yes and no to that because it is probably because it's not being seen. And that's right. it's who where is it going that actually creates more uncertainty and fear, uh, to be honest with you. Certainly, I know that um, given the level of animatedness <laughs> that I have been known to do in, uh-huh. uh, in doing these, I can certainly keep a... Uh, uh, I can do two things. One, because I'm the National Polygamy Advocate and has been out there um, you know, uh, effectively changing the course of history is what we've done, um, it's most dangerous of all for me to be putting my own family on display. Right. Um, but I can certainly speak to questions of issues, and I can speak it in a language uh, as in a deference to, well, some families do this and some families do that, uh-huh. uh, just as long as I'm not using the language that criminalizes myself. Okay. So that you understand this is the level of difficulty we're facing here, right. here's an example. Just for your call, I'm in Maine here. And the, the bigamy law in the state of Maine is that a married man, who marry, a married person who marries another, or purports to marry, shall be guilty of the crime of, of bigamy. Really? Yes. So merely the free speech act of calling a girlfriend a wife, that free speech act, is a crime. Wow. That's how intense this is, and that's why you know, we need the ability to have political speaking without putting our lives in legal jeopardy. Right. And that's the issue, especially with being taped. You know, just, just the mere expression of that term can be uh, the crime. You know, and that, that's how difficult it is for us. Uh, and, and that's, you know, uh, 
and that's the difficulties that are very are. area. It is it really what you know. It certainly, if you're creating uh, a, a a an episode that others would talk about, you know, you can organize. It is also possible to organize this out without what we call the dangerous circus act. Uh, and I, I say that knowing that you don't intend it to be that way, but very often that's what the media wants. They want our families on display as a circus act so that the audience can go ooh and ah. And ultimately it really doesn't ever help us except that the family ends up facing consequences in their own lives and they're under massive more scrutiny when they get home. Um, that we need the ability to... Um, you know, discuss our, our our positions, discuss what we're about, what we are, without putting our lives in danger to do so. Um, it's hard to do one without the other. There, because TV wants to be TV. Family, but if you can't see it, you yeah. don't know. Well, see, to well, put yourself out there is dangerous. I exactly. You know, and that's why uh, you know, you, if you if you conduct it like a celebrity interview, you know that um, you know I mean there's ways that you can hype this. Um, you know, uh, there, ha- there are those that have, um, I don't know, are you aware, you said you found my name everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Yes, okay, well, uh, I, I've done a lot because of the, coming from the evangelical Christian background, we've done something that nobody else has done before, and that's why it's been groundbreaking. Um, you know, I'm the one who came up with the soundbite that polygamy rights is the next civil rights battle. I don't know if you've heard that yet I or like not. I like that, and, yeah. and that's what I was also going to ask you, because... Mm-hmm. In order for this to, even for the host and for the people in the audience to understand and for it to get to them, it sometimes can be difficult when we mix a lot of religious right. terminology. And I can speak without religion, absolutely. Oh, totally. That's a big, that's a big thing. I, I, I am, what, what I am doing, and this is what my function is as National Polygamy Advocate, and the, the reason is, is that because I can do what nobody else can do. I can't be dismissed as a secular, as a liberal, as a, uh, you know, as, as a Muslim. Um, as a Mormon, I, because of that, I, my, what I'm doing is, is I am bringing polygamy so that Joe Sixpack on the East Coast right. um, can accept it. Right. Right. You know, right. consenting adult polygamy. And, and that's where I've been succeeding, and that's what I'm doing. And I, I have a very animated way of, of the way I express and talk. My, talk you, know, you probably can hear it. You probably hear my arms moving while I'm right. on the phone with you, right? <laughs> exactly. Very <laughs> expressive, I can tell. Uh, and it's... Uh, the uh, you had said something. Where, where, where was I responding to? I was going to say, right now they mm-hmm. have a family that they're working with. Okay. But I also want to keep in contact with you mm-hmm. because you may be another element that could really help help out the the piece. Well, add be, to it. Okay. I'm and, glad that you see that. And then also to kind of um, think about it and talk to the people that you know in the community. Right. If there would be a family willing to give an inside look or right. speak, something, mm-hmm. because it is a visual sure. medium. Right. And being able to see it as a, an everyday family yeah. helps people. It does. To, and, and it makes it not a circus. Well, I will see what I... This is our family. You can see how much we love each other. Yeah. You know, I will, you say this is wrong. Right. I will see what I can do. Okay. Um, so let me... I come back and say... What's the best number to reach you in case I have questions or something comes up? Okay. Uh, let's see here. The... Uh, Landline is 207. Okay. And this is East Coast, you two? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and there's voicemail.
Well, you can, uh, and you can get you me on the cell phone? a media cell. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Um, you're not, you know, uh, yeah, two oh seven. Um, that's the number that we also use on the uh, the press releases that we issue. Okay. Have you seen those yet? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I haven't seen that. Okay. Well, you can do a search for um, just to give you a quick example. Um, the is it National Polygamy Rights Movement disavows FLDS. Okay. And that was out in April on the eighth. Um, you know, we've um, distributed out through, and actually, with even to go out through all the AP network, not AP in terms of being published, but through their distribution system. Um, so, and one other thing, just mm -hmm. to put it out there, because, you know, it's TV and they have a certain, you've done it all, so I know that oh, you know. Oh, I've flown down in New York and, you know, I can do right. it. And that's, you, you could really, you could do this as a, uh, as a celebrity interview. I mean, I, just, just to give you a hype, and I say this as a hype because I know hype is what TV is all right, about. exactly. Okay. Uh, and people have, this is what's been said about me, uh, that I have been referred to as this generation's uh, Martin Luther King Jr. for civil rights and this generation's Martin Luther King, excuse me, Martin Luther for Christians. Oh, wow. The, That's interesting. Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm saying it purely as hype. I know that, you know, right. sound bites and hype is what you got to sell. Exactly. So. Sound bites are amazing. You know, so, That's what we're looking so for. The, the similarity of Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that catches your attention. Right. Um, so any family that we would be looking for, we'd love if they, you know, if there were kids. If um, Oh, boy, now you're really pushing it. I know, I'm pushing it. This yeah. is my... Because ultimately, here, here's the thing with that. Uh -huh. The whole FLDS thing, media, what yeah. we call them the child sex media. Okay, the, gov the media has been more focused on speculation of child sex instead of facts of consenting adults opposing underage marriage. Right. You know, and so the media has really generated a myth out there that polygamy equals child abuse. Right. And so every CPS worker out there is putting their eyeballs on children. And I'm putting that in there because I kind of like the idea of coming up with all these myths that you feel are out there about polygamy. Mm -hmm. and then Oh, I can give you a whole list of myths. Absolutely. Oh, we can have a blast of a show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I'm just going to tell you my dream. Your so dream. My dream scenario. Okay. Would be a family with kids, um, you know, more than one wife. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah. Kind of younger, to obviously not very mm -hmm. young, but like not, maybe not seven. TV attractive. Years. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, Made for TV. Give it away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all. Yeah. So that's my amazing dream. Yeah. And then, uh, and you let me know what can be a reality. Yeah. Well, I, 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 good luck with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for that. Yeah. I just wanted to put it out there for I, you. I, I get that. Um, I'll see what I can do. I am. Uh, Given the nature of the uncertainty on that, right. you know, I. Well, you know, and, and you said you had a family already. Right, we we do have one, but you know, it's 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 always good to have backup. Um, yeah, backup, but also like maybe there's differences. I haven't really talked to the other. Well, it, you know, I'm glad you said because that's exactly there are differences. Right. Uh, so and and, and again, that's where 
which uh, we found is that it can be more effective where I can answer the questions because when I speak about it, I can say I can talk about one family doing one thing one way and another doing another way, and therefore I'm able to give the diversity of perspectives. Whereas oftentimes when the media wants a circus act, that one family gets held up as if that's the monolithic example. Right. Exactly. And it's not. Exactly. You know, so be, and so it, it's I, I'm coming from a. a I'm the media professional for our topic. That's really what it comes down to. Absolutely, and and so um, yeah, and and as far as the like other people seeing it and not being on television, <clears throat> we have all paperwork that can say that for you. That can you know reassure you that this isn't going out onto you know for the family's yeah. sake, yeah. not out into the open um, air. Yeah. Um, and then I just say let's keep in touch and mm-hmm. see. Um, you know, what develops and what you come up with, what I come up with. Right. Well, yeah, I got one thing I have to say also. The idea that it's not aired mm-hmm. is selling a concept to producers that will want to air the same family they see. Well, no, not necessarily the family. More or less, it's to, it's to air to executives, top executives, to see if they want to buy a show that has that host. So then it would be that host. It would probably be different, different ideas, different things. So it wouldn't necessarily be that you would have to, they would then air that episode or you would have to come back. And well, no, and I'm thinking well, it's not an issue of other shows, like you mentioned, Tyra Banks, Ella DeGeneres, uh, seeing that and saying, well, we want, we want to bring these people onto our show. They may say that, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have to. But they may, they may say that, I mean, because it works both ways for you, that could be a great thing. Well, ultimately, yeah, but, but, well, that's that's the problem, right? But they wouldn't be forced to come or do anything. This is for this situation only. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that that if they see that and they think that's an amazing topic, they may suggest that we get a similar family, a similar people together to do for a different show. So someone for someone like someone like yourself that wants to get the message out there and wants to be in the media, right. then that's good for you because then we can maybe offer you an opportunity to do right. one of those other things. Right. Well, that's why I myself would be, could be interested in this. No. Yeah, I could be interested in doing this. Um, I definitely would not want to put my family on this situation. Okay. Um, you know, it's a, uh, that's just been the decision I have to make, okay. the sacrifice at this time. Um, however... I can see what other families okay. uh, would say about this. I'm not optimistic, but I can see, okay. um, given the nature of other conversations and other requests that we've had, uh, and what you're asking here. I know what your dream. I I, I get the whole what makes good TV idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see what I can do. Right, and um, if they have questions, if they if they can just think about it, they have questions. Mm-hmm. Get back to me. I'm always here. You can always reach me by email. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can, you know, if they have any issues, they can talk to me about okay. it. And I'm hoping, like, next week we'll kind of know where everything stands. Okay, what time next week? Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to say Tuesday. So yeah. I'm hoping uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so if you can kind I of... Say the Wednesday, I'd probably say Wednesday. By then, mm-hmm. that would be perfect for me. Okay. So we'll say Wednesday, May 28th. Yep. Okay. Perfect. We can discuss that then. Um, All right. You know, uh, well, one other thing. Uh, were you getting uh, the emails sent to you from the ticket, ticket system? Yes, I was. Some, of, I think I was, yeah. I was because I know that they were. Uh, it was necessary to also send off 
um, autoresponder emails to, or rather, special directly emails out of the system to make sure that you knew that it was, you were getting them. Yep, it was it was sending them to me and it's telling me the replies, and then you could always go in. Okay. And look at it. Yeah, it was working. Okay. Just want to make sure that you got those. Yep, I got them. Okay, super. Because actually, that that's a a new system that we've just just been developing. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you, you jump right into it, which is okay. <laughs> it's good. Uh, we, we do see that it's working. Super. So I will talk to you on Wednesday. Awesome. All right. Thank Take care. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com.